your seat. Amen. This morning I'm going to preach to you a very strong word. Say a strong word. Say a strong word. One of the areas the enemy doesn't want us to minister the word of God is in the areas of the financial liberty of God's people. When the devil hears prosperity, he gets very angry. And he keeps the secret of prosperity away from God's people. Because as long as you don't know the secret, you cannot become. And as long as the secret of the kingdom is hidden from a man, he will never manifest the fullness of what the kingdom must show in that man. I'm glad to announce to you that the kingdom of God is in you. But it must have expression. And that is where the struggle is. So we have different kinds of believers. Believers who are enjoying the kingdom life and believers who are yet to enter into kingdom living. Can I hear a big amen? So until the kingdom secrets become known to a man, he can be in the kingdom and not have the reflection of the kingdom. So you need to dedicate yourself to serious search to find out the secret to the kingdom or in the kingdom. Else you will be an ordinary man walking in the church day in and day out and never show something that tells us you are a kingdom person. There are characteristics of kingdom men. And today I'm going to show you one of the characteristics that can make you a kingdom man. A man that knows where he belongs, what he carries, and where he's going. I told somebody, I don't believe certain statements that no man knows when he will die. No. Oh, you can die tomorrow. No, 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 no. I don't believe that. No man knows what the future holds for him. No, I know what the future holds for me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. You, have, you see, you need to be a kingdom person in order to believe and talk and walk and live as a kingdom person. The reason Jesus came is to make us kingdom people. Not necessarily church people, but kingdom people. People who move with the kingdom of God. And that will be your own testimony. I said that will be your own testimony. Today I'm preaching on what I title, Power up your destiny with a financial sacrifice. I thought you are clapping. your destiny with 
a financial sacrifice. Power up. Your seed today is your harvest tomorrow. Follow the teaching and open your heart to the word. Your seed today is your harvest tomorrow. There are many kinds of seeds. There are seeds of sacrifice in seven, in being kind, in being merciful, in being helpful, the seed of prayer, the seed of availability, the seed of friendship. The, the, there are a lot of seeds, denial. But today, I'm preaching on that seed called financial sacrifice. You see, when a pastor is preaching about salvation, people are happy. When he's preaching about forgiveness, people are happy. But immediately he starts talking about money, then people have a double mind. This guy, is he real? Oh, he likes money. The same pastor who preached about holiness that you were clapping, the same pastor would take the mic and preach about finances and all of a sudden your mind is split into two. It's the work of the devil. Because he doesn't want us to hear truth. Truth is what you need and nothing else. When you find truth, nobody can kick you out. You cannot tell the fisherman that there is no fish in the sea. Hello? So you, 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 can't, you can say all you can, but you cannot convince him that there is no fish in the sea. You can't convince a medical doctor that there are no red cells in your blood. He knows it. So when you get the truth that the seed of your today will determine the harvest of your tomorrow, you will be careful the type of seeds you sow in your today. Can I hear a big amen? You can clap if you want to. What you see in your life today is as a result of what you have sown in your life yesterday. So I don't know the picture that you have in your mind about your tomorrow. If you have a certain picture of your future, you have to readjust your mind and readjust your life so that the seeds that you sow today can reflect a harvest in your tomorrow. You have to have a picture of your tomorrow. The seeds you sown yesterday is giving you the harvest you are having today. And the seeds you are sowing today will give you the harvest you will have in your tomorrow. If you don't sow today, you will not reap tomorrow. If 
You don't sow today when it is harvest time and we are going for our harvest. You have no business carrying your basket following us. Because what has gone on ground is what we will see up there. I thought you are clapping. What you have not sown, you cannot harvest. Get it? What you have not sown, you, are, you, you cannot harvest. So, Pastor, is that the reason why I'm not seeing certain things in my life? Probably that is why. Because you have nothing on ground to give you something up there. May the tree of your life bear precious fruits from today onwards. Your amen is not strong. Your harvest is the fruit of the seeds you have sown in your life. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. Ecclesiastes 11 4. He said, He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. It means that he that, if you look at your current circumstance to determine the seed you will sow, you will miss out on the exact picture of your tomorrow. If you observe the wind, the wind is the economy. The wind is your current situation. Your wind, the wind is about the environment. If you look at what is happening around you, you may never be motivated to give anything to the Lord. He said, if you observe the wind, you will not so. And he that regarded the clouds, he shall never reap. You need a certain heart. Say heart. Say heart. To believe in the power of the seed. You need a certain heart. God had that heart. That is why he gave his son as a seed to the world. And may God give you that kind of heart. I said may God give you that kind of heart. That heart that is able, that is able to sow. And when you sow, you lose. Tell somebody when you sow, you lose. But when you lose, you gain. So you sow, you lose momentarily, but you gain eternally. I pray for somebody today that there will be a shift in your destiny because your heart is about to receive a strength and a faith and a belief in God that there is coming a great harvest ahead of your life. Somebody celebrate God with a clap offering. Shakayanda Labakata. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Let me push it further. I'm not rushing at all. He said, be not deceived. God cannot be mocked. God can never be mocked. 
Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Give me another version. It will be clearer. Quickly. He said, don't be misled. And most of us have been misled. No, I don't believe in financials. I don't believe in tithe and offering. I don't believe. I mean, I don't need to give God money before. You have been misled. He said, don't be misled. Because the devil's ministry is to mislead people from the ways of God. Don't be misled. God couldn't. You no, Somebody said, Pastor, but if God really loves us, why should he kill his son? Before he can, couldn't he just sit in heaven and say, I created the world. I created man. I, even the devil, I created Satan. All demons, I created them. Now I want the whole world to come to me. Jesus doesn't need to die. But you see, they are principles. Even God cannot break. So he had to come in the form of a man to die. Don't be misled. He said, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will reap or he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, Ignoring God. So if you plant selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring the needs of God. So God has needs. And ignoring God himself, you have literally thrown yourself out of the kingdom of God. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Do not be deceived. God cannot be more. So what you are sowing today is what you will reap tomorrow. I'm not the one saying it. It's Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. It's a hard message that was give me 1 Corinthians I see the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 before I come here. He said, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemed to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. How many times have they insulted people who so sees in church? But you see, you need to become a fool to the world in order to be wise in the sight of God. Yeah. In order to be wise in the sight of God, you need to become a fool before men. Go to Proverbs chapter 3 for me, verse 5 to 6. Trust in, you see, when, when this message enters into you, eh, you won't join the world to insult the church. In sorry, As if, um, and banks don't need money. As if market women don't need money. As if drivers don't need money. As for the church, if money comes to the church, why are they talking? Why are they not complaining that money is going to the bank too much? Why are people not saying that? Why are people saving their money at the bank?
But when it comes to the church, they get agitated because they know that an empowered church, a church that is financially empowered, is dangerous to the devil. Very dangerous. A church can pray, can be very prayerful. If they don't have money, they will not have a voice in the community. You can be very spiritual, flying in the air. And I entered into the cloud of is it, cloud of Solomon. And I entered into the cloud of Paul. And I had dinner with Paul. And he wrote this message for you. He said your time of escalating in the levels of... When you finish all this... Eh, and you don't have money. That is why when God created the Garden of Eden, there was a stream, number one, spirit. The water stands for spirit. And underground the garden was gold, not stones. All the garden, under. That's why they call the place Havila. So the spirit and money gives the church power to do what they must do. When a child of God is anointed and doesn't have money, Archbishop Benson Idahosa says he just produces annoyance. Annoyance. Anointing without money is annoyance. You can sing, but you are broke. You will go to heaven, but you see that you some things will be annoying you. <laughs> but you see, there is a kingdom shift coming in your destiny. Yeah, Something is falling off your eyes. And this message will not only be with you this month, but for the next 40 years of your life, you will have a mind that will champion kingdom endeavors. Somebody give the Lord a shout in the house. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. How many of you want God to direct your path? Yeah, but look, the two entities are directing people. Remember Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 in the message version. Do, don't be misled. So the devil is leading some people. And Paul was speaking to Christians in Galatia. The church in Galatia. When you see Galatians chapter something, chapter something, it's a letter that Paul wrote to the church. So let's say if Paul was alive, and he was writing a letter to Carrie's Temple. It will be Carrie's Temple, chapter 2, verse something, or Carrie's Temple, chapter 6, verse 7. So he assumes that he's speaking to believers. It means that you can be a Christian and be misled. So Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Though Peter had just revealed the kingdom and said, Upon you, I will build my church. In some few verses, Jesus turns and looks at Peter and says, Devil, look at Peter. 
and, and calls him devil. That means you can be a spiritual man because Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. In some few verses, he turns and looks at Peter and says, devil. Hey. So you can be misled, including me. I can also be misled. Everybody. He said, in all your ways. We have stopped acknowledging God in all our ways. We go ahead of God. God, I've gone. Oh, come. If you can, you stand there. Me, I'm gone. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct you. May the Lord direct your path. I said, may the Lord direct your path. Any property you want to buy, that is not correct. That is false. May the Lord lead you out of it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Any business partner that is coming into your life, that is not correct. May the Lord lead you out of his life. In the mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of deception can attack any man at all. Even Adam and Eve who were given commandments from God directly, not from Bible. God spoke to Adam one on one. Don't touch that thing. He still went to touch it because of the ministry of the devil. Don't think that you are above the temptations of the spirit of the enemy. He can come after you. He came after Judas, Apostle Judas, a man called an apostle ordained. The Bible said, whilst they were at dinner with Jesus the night before, the Bible said, and Satan entered into Judas. Aye. But there, you will be walking, you'll be a walking ministry of the devil. Because you know. Judas thought that challenge, he was. He knew the power of Jesus. He knew that oh, when the people arrest him, he would just sneeze and they would all die. But he would still keep his money. But he didn't know that he has been deceived. He didn't know. The Bible said, in all your ways, acknowledge him in your work with God. Offerings, sacrifices are part of our worship. It's, that is what distinguishes us from a secular church or a secular gathering. You don't go for your uh, uh, your workplace. Eh? You have a quarterly meeting. Do you give offering? Hello, hello. Do you give offering when you go for quarterly meeting? No, they rather give you snacks. They'll give you snacks and lunch. You don't give offering. You go for board meetings. You don't give up the a board chairman will get up and say it's offering time. No. Offering and sacrifice is part of our Christian worship. When I see all these people like artists going around doing good and showing on Facebook, that is not worship. That's not worship. No. Worship is spiritual. So spiritual people must offer sacrifices to a spiritual God. Are you here? And that makes it worship. That makes it worship. Some of them use it for business. Because there are some white people there 
when they see you that you are a philanthropist and you are giving money to the poor people, they will send you more money. That's why they take pictures. When they are giving money to a poor man on the road, they snap. Say, oh, this guy has a good heart. Mm. Worship comes from spiritual people to the spirit with sacrifices. That is when the fire of God can consume those offerings. I've not gotten anywhere, but I'm sure I've hit something in your heart. God sworn a vow in the Bible and he has not broken it yet. He has not revoked it yet. And you need to know Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. He said, whilst the earth remained, is the earth still remaining? Or we have gone to Pluto? Hello, please talk to me. Are we in Pluto or are we on earth? Or we are on Jupiter? Or Mars? We are where? So the Bible said, while the earth remained, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So as long as the earth remains, there is a season the Lord has ordained. It works for everybody, including unbelievers, called seed time and harvest time. If a Muslim takes corn and plants it on the earth and waters it with fertilizer and water and guides it to grow well, that Muslim will harvest corn. So as the earth remains, there is a universal principle on the earth called seed time and harvest. Unfortunately, the children in the house have neglected this particular principle. I pray that from today, from today, from this year, all the rest of your life, I pray that this message will be in your heart forever. And to run with you for the next 40 years. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering in the house. There is a season of sowing and there is a season of reaping. No challenge. No one will challenge with you. But when the time of harvest comes, you will know that ah, there is truly a time of harvest. There is a season. There is a season. It is like you are telling a pregnant woman. You by all means go into labor. They say, ask for me to fear. I will never labor. Yeah, joke. There is a harvest time, and it will come. And when it comes, you must have your seed that has gone on the ground before that time. When a farmer sows a seed of corn. Now Charles, give me that picture. When a farmer sows a seed of corn into the ground, he does not just harvest one seed. Yes or no? Oh, when we were young, we all planted 
maize. Hello? Me, when I planted, every day I go and dig it and see whether it was growing. I would go and dig it. And you see, when you dig it, you see it's smelling. Who has noticed that? Who, who did that? You've not done it before. So, to trust my message, go and get corn. You get some small place in your house and plant it. And be going to it maybe every three days. You will see this. Number one, you may see worms in it. You see worms may come in, number one. You will see that it gets rotten. Eh? But one day you go, you will see a sprout. A green, in the rottenness, you see a green sprout coming out. And you see that it smells. That's why I said, when you sow a seed, you will suffer. Oh, when you sow a seed, then you are very comfortable. It wasn't a seed, though. No, no, no. When they are babbling your hair, you, me, I sleep when I'm babbling. I sleep. It's sweet. Let me sleep. My baba knows me, so he has to be holding my head because I will sleep at it. But when they are taking a tumor from your body, they actually have to sedate you to sleep. But when you wake up, and the painkiller goes down. You know that yeah, something has gone. So when you plant a seed of corn, you, oh, it's not clear. May we have a bigger screen. Amen. You have to suffer like this. You have to suffer like this. Until we, so God will give you a message. And you are looking at it. You are straining your eyes. So when you plant a seed of corn, you don't reap just the corn. You, the first thing you see after the corn sprout is the stalk. The stalk is what you can call the plant. So the whole green thing, the whole green thing, the stalk, is the stalk. The whole thing. Then after the stalk matures with time. So the harvest from every seed has a time. Because there are stages in the process of processing a seed. There is a process for your harvest. So after the stalk, you will see the ear. The ear is that, is that, I, I, I don't know how to say it. You see, when you go and buy the, the boiled corn, eh, the thing they remove, that, that thing, that whole thing, they, they take from the water and they start removing. That is the ear. Of the corn. And in that ear are many seeds of the corn. So you sow one seed of corn. God doesn't give you one seed, but He gives you many ears that gives you many, many more seeds of corn. God has a framework. Of processing your seed. There are seeds you have sown 10 years ago. You have still not seen the harvest. It doesn't mean that it is lost on the altar. Seeds don't get missing on the altar. They don't get. No. It, it, it doesn't get missing. It's in process. Maybe atmosphere is not ripe yet. Eh? Maybe it's not ripe yet. But it is not missing. If it is on the altar, your seed is not missing. 
seed has its time of harvest. If you want to see a bumper harvest in your life, believe in seed sowing. Yeah. Believe it. Because until you believe it, you will not engage in it. Believe in it. Believe in it. Believe in it. And that is where you begin to see the reality of certain words concerning your life. What you sow is what will definitely manifest in your life. It will show up. um, um, When, let me say this before I, I end with Genesis chapter 26. That is where I think I can end with you. I'll continue from there in the word in Parcellus. When you sow a seed, you release the law of prosperity over your life. I told you there are many forms of seed. So those of you who are late, there are many. And today I'm talking about financial seed. Don't be sitting and say, oh, is seed only money? Is seed only money? I'm talking about financial seed today. When you sow a seed to the kingdom of God or to the need of someone, you empower your destiny with the law of prosperity. When an opportunity comes to you and you don't key into it, you have once again empowered the law of poverty in your life. Hello? The reason God delivered us is to put us in a very glorious stage in life. Yeah. You can choose to be poor and die as a Christian. You go to heaven. You choose it. Me, I will never. If an angel comes from the throne room of God to convince me that be poor and go to heaven, I will slap the angel. And I'll take him to my hometown. That you are now, I'll give him a name. You are part of, you will stay here. You will stay here. You will go back to heaven. You will stay here. You don't know what you are talking about. Poverty. It doesn't mean you are spiritual when you are poor. Your humility is never expressed in your poverty. How poor you are determines how, hey, no. Then Jesus was never humble. So the riches of his glory is unsearchable. Never. May the curse of poverty be broken off your life forever in the name of Jesus. May you have that mentality. May you have that mentality that never again never again with the scent of poverty be smelled around you and your family members. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Never again. Never again. Poverty has caused people to die on timely death. Poverty. To die on timely death. I know a man, he was diagnosed with kidney failure. All two kidneys failed at the age of 20 years. He died at the age of 58 because he had money. Every day he went for dialysis. He lived for 38 years. How many poor people have died with kidney failure? 
Some people, when they diagnose you, you see that your family will say, we don't have 700 Ghana every week. 700 Ghana every week, can you? Dialysis. 700 Ghana, bless, every week. No, no, they will say, oh, we are wasting our money. By all means, you will die. But the guy lived for 38 years more. I pray that a kingdom giant will rise out of you this morning. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I wrap up my teaching on Genesis chapter 26 verse 1 to 6. Unfortunately, I didn't go deeper. I was going to talk about when to sow a seed. Ten periods when you have to sow a seed. And how to sow a seed. I'm sure in the word in past service, I will deliver that. Now, I want us to look at this scripture very well. It said, And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So it was likened to the famine that was in the days of Abraham. And that Isaac was the son of Abraham. The difficulties your father met, you will meet. But the outcome will differ if you know what to do. Do you understand that? I should go over. I said, the difficulties your father met, the difficulties that is parting to your bloodline, you will also meet them in the course of your life. But the outcome of those situations will be determined by what is on you and what you know and what you can do. So the Bible said, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went into Abimelech, unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. Now look at what God appeared to do. Anytime you are taking a decision, please consult God. Isaac just used common sense. If we are suffering here, I want to sojourn because my father also sojourned. But what your father did, necessarily you are not supposed to do until God endorses it. So he took a decision and went to Gerah and went to meet the king, Abimelech. Now look at what, and God appeared to him when he decided to move. Before he moved, God appeared to him. As for your father, I told him to. He said, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. You have to wait for divine instructions. Isaac, don't assume your father went there. So you are, don't go to Egypt. I'll show you a land. I'll show you a place. May the Lord appear to you all the days of your life. When you get to chances of your life, may the Lord appear to you and direct you. So John in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee, for unto thee, and unto thy seed I will give all these countries 
Now, watch that place. I will bless thee. I will show you something. Just follow the scripture. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swore unto your father, Abraham. Move on. And I will make thy, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed, all the nations of the earth be blessed. Pause. Does it sound, does it remind you of something in the Bible? Does it remind you of something in the Bible? Is it not the same words God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12? I will show you something. Verse 5. Follow the teaching. Are you being blessed? Give the Lord a clap offering. He said, because Abraham obeyed my voice. May somebody obey the voice of sacrifice. Obey the Lord Jesus Christ today. Obey the voice of the Lord today. He said, because that Abraham obeyed my voice. It was the voice of sacrifice. Leave your father's house. 22. Take your son to Mount Moriah. Kill him for me. The voice. May you hear the voice and may you obey that voice. Yeah. That your ability to hear and to obey that voice is what changes your life. To switch you. Abraham was supposed to inherit the father as a fetish priest. But when he heard the voice and he obeyed the voice, his life shot to the net. May the Lord power up your destiny by the obedience to this voice. Give him a mighty clap offering in the house. The Bible said, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandment, my status, and my law. Verses. And Abraham dwelt. He also quickly obeyed. He didn't go again. He didn't go to Egypt again. He stayed in Gera. Because God said, don't sajon. Can you obey God like that? for the blessing, but it won't come because you have disobeyed. There is no blessing in disobedience. You won't find it. You won't find it. It may look like a blessing, but it will dry up like the prodigal son. He took $135 million away, disobeyed the father, went into the land of disobedience, evil, chilled. He died. The money finished. Money is not a blessing. When a man obeys God and is in covenant, he is what we call the blessing. So Isaac dwelt in Gerah. Now, God promised to bless him. Yes or no? I told you to note it. God promised to multiply him and his seed. Yes or no? God promised that his seed will inherit the nations. Yes or no? And God told him that you shall be called a blessing in all the nations of the world. Yes or no? Now, that word has come to many of us. 
Oh, if God has said it, then it is done. Eh? I don't need. Oh, pastor said if God says it, it means it has been created. So if it has been created, what else do I? What else do I have to do? Hello, hello. You see, you can walk in the kingdom with many theological theoretical blessings in your lips. I shall not have our leave. I'll be the head and not the tail. It's theory. You must, when we see you, we must see the scripture. I'll be the head and not the tail. When we see you, nobody should quote the scripture. When we see you, the scripture must come to us. I'll be the head and not the tail. In, when we see you, we must see in him we live, we move. And we have our because we see a God in motion when we see you. So God had promised Isaac that I'm going to bless you. I thought that was all. All we will be reading is that and God blessed Isaac and God lifted him and God made him to buy and, and that is it, nothing. But look at something in the verse 12 to 14. Verse number 12 to 14. Then Isaac sold in that you don't need to travel to US to be prosperous oh. oh when I get to you when I get to Virginia when I get to Las Vegas then they will hear of me me cross the border now me drew Columbus to high us now me me babaka And, I, and, and, and then they, they declared the year of return again. And I return. They will know. God said, don't move out of Gera. Don't go to Egypt. Egypt was the USA at that time. Business was booming. Things were going on well. Some of you, all you want to do is to travel. I can tell you, you are missing God. If your traveling desire become a desperation, it's wrong. Me took one by all means. When that contract marriage, me the and the parents and snow snow but twelve gumeso. But twelve gumeso pan me chat. What my WhatsApp you My enemies will be put to shame when they see the snow. Eh. The other day I was studying, then Anita sent me a WhatsApp picture. I'm sure she's even listening. She said, Pastor, I've experienced my first snow. And I said, Oh, as I have seen this picture, me to have experienced it so. It's not the snow that changes your life, it's the word. The word. So the Bible said, and Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. He promised to bless him. And now he has blessed him. Do you remember? God promised to bless him in the verse 4. In the verse 12, and Isaac sold in that land and in the same year he harvested, he reaped, and the Lord blessed him. So there was a change. 
there was an activity between the time of famine and the time of blessing manifestation. There was something. So the Bible said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Something takes place between the night and the morning. You just don't sleep and wake up and say, no, something must take place. Paul and Silas, at midnight, they prayed and they praised. Something must take place to pull you from your place of mourning to the place of dancing. Yeah, something must take place. So you can quote that scripture many times. And you'll not be seeing anything, you'll be wondering. There are many factors to prosperity. Yeah, I'm not saying only see so you know. There are many factors. But this one is like, I don't know how to say it. You can't build a city without a motorway. That's, that's, that's the best thing I can say. You can't have feeder roads without the main road. Yeah. And Isaac sold in that year. And the Bible said, and God bless him. How did God bless him? Let me show you. That's why I said, when we see you, my skins, my, we must see scriptures. Don't just quote the scripture. Quoting the scripture doesn't make you the scripture. Believing the scripture, receiving the scripture, practicalizing the scripture is what makes you. Look, he said, in the verse 13, he said, and the man was great. Didn't he promise him to make him great? Hello? Talk to me, talk to me. He promised to make him great. And went forward. And grew until he became very great. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks. I, I just can't stop. But I will stop. Did he plant sheep? Hello? Did he carry cow, cow, and plant the cow? And they occupied cow on tree. He planted corn. He planted corn. As his money only the seed. No, no, no. Did the man plant cow? That means he had money. To buy flocks. He had money to buy houses. He said, for he had possessions of flock. Look, if I'm preaching holiness to you, I'm not saying be poor. Holiness is not poverty, please. I love holiness. I live it. When you are sleeping, you wake me up, preach a word. It's holiness. I will not miss any word. Holiness, revival, prayer, travel, fasting. I won't struggle. Discipline. It doesn't mean be poor. Well, how many days will you keep saying thank you? I break that curse of your life. I break that habit of your life. Somebody shout yes. Oh, thank you, brother Charlie. You be brother. I know meet you like I don't know what I go do. These are the brothers we need. Hey! Your brother, your bros, covenant brother. If I didn't meet you, 
it's better you didn't meet him. Because that one you'll be wild. Though they say that the, the economy is not good, you do know the number of businesses that have opened this time. Because if you are hungry, you will think. And possessions of heads and great store of silver. Did he bury human beings, Johanna? Did he bury human beings? No, he planted corn. Don't joke with the mystery. In the Bible, there are stories and there are mysteries. There are stories and there are stories. And there are keys. Everybody can know the story, even children. Jesus was born in a manger. The mother of Jesus, the father of Jesus, uh, Samson and his wife. Uh, they will know the story. Theologians will know, professors will know, atheists will know the story. But the mystery, the secret, the secret, the secret. May you, that is what will change you. Not the way you come to church and sanctimonious. No, that will not change you. It is your, your contact of the secret. And that one, you don't, you, don't, you don't argue. Those who don't know the secret are those who argue. You, you don't argue with the truth. The truth will defend itself. If you meet a believer arguing with an unbeliever, he himself, he doesn't know the truth. Yeah. You don't argue. Look at him. He planted corn. He owns heads, flocks, servants. Because a word went forth. He obeyed the voice. And the Lord bless him. I want you to close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. Just put your hand on your heart and pray. Pray. Let God speak to you. 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 Talk to God. Time is gone. Talk to God. Talk to God. God, I want to obey your voice. I want to obey your voice. Help me. Release yourself. Ask the Holy Ghost to speak to you. Lord, what sacrifice do I need to give? I want to move to the next level. I want to power up my life. The fire of God does not fall on an empty altar. No. Now listen to me. I had one of those testimonies about covenant day of sacrifice. Two of them. One lady said, Pastor, when I got married, I lost my child. Within a short while, I lost one side of my ovaries. It was left with one. I was afraid I would never give birth. But on the covenant day of sacrifice last year, I placed it as a demand to God. And I said, God, show your faithfulness. As I'm speaking to you now, she has a child. Another one too. He stood in for his brother. His brother married a woman whose house there was a curse of poverty. 
all her sisters have married and no child. So they were afraid. The marriage of he, his brother with the lady was over five years. No, it's over eight years. Sorry, eight years. No, no child. No child. So he said, on the, so it's not a coincidence. Because if the body can respond like eight years, that's all you say. I said last year, during covenant day of that, he put an offering on the altar on behalf of the brother. As I'm speaking to you now, they have their child. Just one year. I want you to close your eyes and ask God that give me the faith, the strength, the heart to take my Isaac to Mount Moriah in one minute. Pray. Pray to God. Yes, Lift you. 